welcome to Slice of the Gelts. I'm Yard Scroshaw, and I'm joined by Marty Sleeper, as always. Hello, everyone. And uh, we thought we'd talk about Baldur's Gate 3, which, spoiler alert, is this week's zero punctuation for members. Ooh. So, uh, for this, uh, since it's on everybody's minds, mm -hmm. we went for the subject, Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't need to be feared, in reference mm. uh, to some recent uh, pontificating online uh, that devs are suddenly all really worried because Baldur's Gate 3 sets, has set some kind of impossible new standard and that they now all feel they have to live up to it. <laughs> yeah, there's been uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of a lot of discussion. It just seems like the internet needs to get mad at something. Mm. And this week, it's just Baldur's Gate 3. We already got mad at we got mad at Redfall early in the year and we got mad at Atomic Heart and we got mad at Hogwarts. Now we got to get mad at something else. Yeah, that's the 24 hour news cycle for you. Yep. Still, um, I think for now, they're sort of like engineered a reason to get mad at it in that sure. it's uh, set a new high. I think people are going to get more mad of it as time goes on. I think we might be mm -hmm. seeing another Tears of the Kingdom scenario where everyone goes crazy for it. And then as more people finish it, a sort of backlash develops. I, I think that as an industry, we're sort of so starved for good games right now. This seems to be happening over and over again. Like then we point game. to some, something comes out that's that's good and we're like this is it this is the second coming yeah, of christ everyone's sort of massively overplaying these yeah. these occasional good games, <laughs> games like because, final fantasy 16 and we're and, saying yes and, make and more like this i mean it's possible yeah. that you and i have been slightly guilty of that sort of thing sure. the word the phrase hi-fi rush suddenly springs to mind still a great yeah. game but you know i fear i might have been a little hyperbolic in mm -hmm. in uh, my coverage of it um, and I worry that inevitably that the backlash will come around when people, when more people actually uh, exchange frank views on the game that they all played because everyone told them it was the greatest thing since Jesus. So let's be yeah. frank for a second. What's your real opinion on Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, I think it is a wildly impressive work that is almost impossible to replicate because of the very specific circumstances of how it was created. Um, yes. That being, it was a developer who's pretty much been working towards this project for the past 20 years with their Divinity games, uh, having six years of development and having the game in early access for three years, which um, I feel like very few, not a lot of us are talking about, but... Um, this game was full price in early access since the end of 2020. Mm. Um, so uh, when it when it comes out and it is so so rich in content and so um, seemingly bug free, people are saying uh, part of the reason well, is uh, because of those circumstances. Yeah, I've I experienced a few bugs. Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, I think any to, game of this scope uh, is going to get them yeah. right. A lot of them relating to pathfinding. Yeah, I actually found myself. Uh, I was constantly getting like caught in sort of grueling combat, and occasionally I'd just have to find a way to exploit bugs to get through. That feels like D and D right there. Just exploit, well, uh, exploit the scenario the dungeon master has laid out. For sort you. of kills immersion a bit. Like I was stuck in a situation where like the game just wouldn't let me finish a quest until I killed every fucking goblin in the fucking dungeon. And, you just, and, you um, just have to be a, you just have to go on a goblin genocide i bullshitted my way in so the goblins weren't immediately hostile yeah uh, so i'd just like reload a save drag an explosive barrel into a group of uh, goblins that i knew i'd uh, i was about to kill 
and uh, then like chuck a fireball at it from far away and i feel like that doesn't really work in the context of the story does it mm-hmm. i mean we'd have i mean we we didn't know at the time we were setting up this explosive barrel that the conversation was going to turn combaty. yeah but we just like to have an explosive barrel around just in case yeah I just, we just thought it would look nice there yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. realize it was explosive, actually. We no, thought it was no. just a regular barrel. I just yeah. wanted something to rest my beer on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, without So without giving away, obviously, your uh, uh, ZP, which will be available to early access members and patrons on Wednesday, mm. um, what, like, are you... Like, are you as impressed as a lot of people seem to be by this? Does well, this feel as... like one of those generation-defining games, like an Elden Ring or a Breath of the Wild? Well, as you know... Marty, I'm notoriously hard to please. You are. I, I know. And my and overall impression was that, again, it's probably been a little bit overhyped because of the uh, uh, sort of it existing as the counterpoint to the endless live service twattery where mm-hmm. developers and publishers keep saying, no, no, you just have to put up with games being shit now because that's the only way they can be. So when games like this come around, uh, uh, they present... Uh, a wonderful standard to gather be, be beneath. I think the f- the concept of it being this incredibly flexible, ooh, it's just like playing D&D in real life, just try anything you want and it'll probably work mm-hmm. thing has been overstated. Okay. I don't think it's quite as flexible as all that. I do think it's a very solidly built game. I think the narrative is well presented. There were a lot of I had a lot of frustrations with it, but in the end, I wanted to keep pushing through, despite all the uh, the fuckery. Yeah, <laughs> despite the fuckery, and and, and I do think you, I do think it's going to be like another Tears of the Kingdom. Like everyone's really hot for it, for like for a couple of weeks, and then we'll just move on. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that's just like the nature of the beast now, especially if you come out and then everything's always on to the next one like zelda came out had a little bit of time and then it was like oh diablo's here oh street fighter's here oh final fantasy's here oh mm. now this is here and i feel like in two weeks time everyone will be talking about armored core and and starfield and everything and so that's that's yes starfield will show us the way <laughs> bethesda notorious that known known for making games that just run solidly at launch yeah uh, but you know what i mean taking the stance that Baldur's Gate uh, has like upset devs by presenting a new standard really says a lot about the way games are made these days because that's because the first in the first uh, reaction from devs or publishers was like oh no we have to be that now yeah I feel that says a lot because I don't think any I think it's fair to say no one's expecting everything to be that now they just imagine that that's uh, what people want now because they always have to go where the money is. It's the rule. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a game like this or Tears of the Kingdom or Elden Ring are very specific situations. And like I mentioned of developers who over the course of literal decades have been sort of gearing towards a project like this. And in the case of Elden Ring and, and Tears of the Kingdom, having pretty much carte blanche in terms of of when they how much money they need when they want to release it no one bothering them no one you know looking over their shoulder and being like you have to put multiplayer in this um because it's funny when we look at a lot of the a lot of the big train wreck games of the past five years or so it's when a developer who was good at something was forced by by 
suits by by shareholders to pivot to whatever the new hot thing is you saw that with bioware and anthem we saw that with crystal dynamics and the avengers uh, and then earlier this year we saw this with dedalic and Gollum and uh arcane and redfall and all four of those games are uh, just various degrees of failures that um in one of the cases literally shuttered the studio in the case of dedalic uh and in the case of the other ones like it's like a permanent pockmark on, on the face of that developer, and it's not because of the developer, it's because of the mandates from on high, which I don't right. know when those ever go away. So the sudden expectation that games have to be Baldur's Gate 3 now is coming more from publisher expectations than the expectations of the public, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's less like... I, I think the, some of the de- developers speaking about it have less been like how dare you have your standards high and more of do not use Baldur's Gate as a thing of if, if every game comes out and it's not a hundred hours and, and full of bespoke content and everything you can't do say, well, Baldur's Gate did it. So why can't you? And it's because Baldur's Gate is a very kind of specific. um, Yeah. Also, we don't want every game to take six years to make. No, I don't want every game to take six years to make. And also I don't want every game to be a hundred hours. You know, give me me a tight, give me a tight five. I had to review the game having not even gotten to act two apparently but I'd, I, you know i played it long enough to formulate quite a few very serious mm-hmm. opinions on it which it's funny so act one was uh what has been an early access and it sounds like as you get further in the game towards act three that the 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 bugs and the issues are more pronounced oh what do you know they, they were not uh early access ironed out by you know uh millions of of paid testers Oh, what's that on the horizon? It's a backlash, I fear. Oh, no, it's happening. It's happening. Um, but yeah, do you see do you see Baldur's Gate as kind of being the, you know, every every once in a while, we like to point to a game that feels like a, a kind of a new watermark or, or like, a, a oh, things are different after Grand Theft Auto 3. Things are different after Portal. Things were different after, um, you know. I wouldn't Here's say so. Or, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 just feels like a standard that was set by games already mm-hmm. uh, back when uh, games didn't have the massive graphical expectations and could just pour lots of effort into the design and shit. I mean, yeah. the original Baldur's Gates were huge, expansive RPGs mm-hmm. and they were in 2D graphics so they could just hammer them out. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is a, uh, given the massive success, like the financial success of Baldur's Gate 3 and the fact that, you know, it had almost a million concurrence on Steam and one of the 10 most played concurrent games on Steam in Steam history, uh, do you think that is a sign that when, you know, are we finally past that sort of, I don't know, fake idea that single player games don't sell or that turn-based RPGs don't sell? Like Oh, for crying out loud. I mean, the whole the, the whole single-player games don't sell argument recurs with the regularity of 3D in movies. Like, every 10, oh, years no. or, every 10 years or so, they try to make us believe that people don't actually want single-player because it turns out, hey, just playing multiplayer games infinitely makes them more money. And yeah. it never sticks. They yeah. tried it with shooters in the late 90s, shortly before the early 2000s PC gaming, first-person game renaissance. Mm-hmm. Late 90s, I should say. Late 90s and early 2000s. They tried it with live services, and uh, what do you know? It's happened again. Yeah. 
They tried it with MMOs when World of Warcraft was first big. Like every game had to have their MMO. Every publisher tried to put an MMO out and they all failed because World of Warcraft was there. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the Destiny likes. We need the live service shared worlds, which yeah. apart from Destiny, very few of them have actually worked and a lot of them have been monumental disasters. Like, like So I just, and- I just wish people would stop asking that question. Say, oh, is this a sign that consumers actually want single player games yes of course they do they have always wanted that because we're all lonely assholes <laughs> it's like saying I mean, listen, oh oh are the saying. public showing they are public showing that they want books are the people finally showing giving the sign that they want to read books i mean you know i'm getting i'm getting more and more worried less people want books now i think i think fewer people are able to read now than 10 years ago if i'm gonna be honest ah uh, they'll just listen to the audiobook version if they can't be asked to hold there a paperback there you go coming this fall um, um so yeah what do you what do you yeah. think this uh do you think this is going to lead to um a, a sea change when it comes to early access which uh, f- uh is, is today's uh episode of cold take is all about early access frost is comparing early access in indies to sort of the faux early access of AAA in which a game is released and then we're like, bah, we'll patch it over the course of the next three years and voila, look, CD Projekt, or uh, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty coming out uh, this September, which is the true version of Cyberpunk. Um, do you see kind of early access becoming a thing that more and more big games like this might try to take? Well, they've certainly tried many mm-hmm. times over the years. I think early access is something that only really makes sense if you're doing it with a multiplayer game or like a roguelike game or something that needs a lot of expansive testing. Yeah. And I've never seen the appeal of buying into early access for something that's heavily linear and story-based because it just means spoiling the story for yourself before it's actually good. Yeah, yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And, you know, so, yeah. Do you... I'm I'm just I'm just curious. Like, if it feels like the way this game has been talked about is that there's this like uh, uh, th- this game is kind of being used as a, a, a weapon in the ongoing like us versus them of yeah players just, and developers and or or consumers and in corporations um, just as Hi-Fi Rush that. was as well. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah. you guys know what we want apparently because your shadow yeah. dropped it without any hype. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is just like the latest facet of an end, a thing that never ends because the media ensures that it never ends. Because the media has no long-term memory. It's like, hey, we all forgot that everyone likes single-player games. Does this mean people like single-player games? Reminders, yeah. we're really dumb. Let's look at a list of uh, uh, what is constantly named the greatest games of all time. Oh, my God, all of them are, are single-player? How did this oh, work? Oh, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, and I, I understand the irony in me rolling my eyes at being like, oh, the internet always needs something to fucking talk about, and this is what they're talking about this week, and we are talking about it because it is our jobs to talk about it. But I'm talking about it less from a, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to point fingers. I'm not, I'm not here to be accusatory. 
I'm just uh, I'm I'm sort of an outside observer, just finding interest in it. The media never-ending desire to keep a discourse churning is hampering human progress. Uh, in both the, the sphere I mean, the twenty-four of, hour news cycle, those those cable news networks like kind of it gave everyone yeah, brainworms. In both the sphere of video games never yeah. innovating or their innovations never being remembered. Yeah. And the sphere of uh, pol- political news feeling like they have to both sides every bloody issue, even the ones yeah. that any sensible person would say clearly has a correct solution to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm already seeing. Uh, I'm already seeing like tribalism in terms of Zelda versus Baldur's Gate, and I'm like, the why? Who, I, I'm who the just like stoking that. That's my thing. And I'm like, who cares? I think there's like people. I obviously, I am a fan of the games Nintendo puts out. I do not care. Nintendo is a corporation. They do not care about me, clearly, because I keep buying the same fucking games over and over. They do not care about me. Corporations do not care about anyone. So the idea of seeing people cape up and go to bat for Sony or Microsoft or 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 Nintendo is baffling to me. It is it's, so baffling to me. It's like how... The media stokes a conflict between groups that have relatively little power. Like tension between races, like tension Mm -hmm. between uh, classes. In order to deflect from the real issue that there is no war, but the war versus the haves and the have-nots. The ones with all the money and power and the ones who don't. Yeah. That's why I look at every one of those... uh, Every one of those games that's a failure, that's that's your Red Falls, your your Anthems, your Avengers, anything like that. Even like the state that that um, Cyberpunk released in, the 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 blame inevitably goes to prop like the group of the highest paid people at that company yeah. who were like it either needs to be done by this date uh, because our shareholders, or it needs to have X, Y, and Z because look at the look the kids. Look how big Fortnite was a couple of years ago. We need we need our own Fortnite, even though the the team we have has never made a game like Fortnite before. But they have to they have to do that. Um, and then every success story feels like those people either didn't get in the way or weren't listened to or were told to fuck off. Like, yeah. Those people weren't at Larian. Those people don't seem to be at Nintendo. Those people don't seem to be you know, harping the, yeah. over Elden Ring. That's the one lesson we never learn. Every time there's a surprise hit, everyone runs back to the drawing board and says, what do we learn from this? And the one thing they never learn is to just let innovators innovate. Just create the environment where such games are created. No, it's always, now we have to make a game like that so that we can make just as much money. And same with films, same with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a deflection is what it is. Instead of just creating a nice work environment where such things occur naturally, they just say, hey, create this thing everyone likes or we'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also curious if this is... Like, I don't know, going back to almost how we were talking about creating a false expectation, like, do... I don't know, like, what is the thing about Baldur's Gate 3 that people want more of is it the i want my games to be 100 hours is it i want well, my bloody game well to... hope not i hope not too uh <laughs> um but like i mean because i keep trying to like figure out like what the lessons are from this other than don't get in creatives way and let them make something good and if you make something good hopefully the audience will be there and obviously well, for a game like this the audience was there i mean what other lesson is there people like the standard fantasy setting mm-hmm. there's plenty of games that have yeah. the standard fantasy setting, 
people like single player games again we've been t- telling them that for decades yeah it's you also know, uh i think the only lesson left to learn is just let innovators create it's also really good timing right it's um yeah. a, a massive uh, surge in the popularity of dungeons and dragons thanks to, to kind of real plays like uh like adventure is nigh come and watch adventure is nigh every week it's really yeah. good Episode three going up for members this weekend. Um, and then, uh, you know, f- f- sort of fantasy like this has um, has has entered mainstream pop culture, obviously, early on in the century with Lord of the Rings, but more recently with with Game of Thrones and with uh, The Witcher, which, I mean, that show is kind of falling apart. But um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 has strong enough writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, the lesson is, hey, just write games so the plots are interesting. Yeah. I mean, it sets it up well. Uh, there's an intrigue. There's drama. Uh, you want to keep pushing through to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. It's got characters. If every if a single one of which has a bespoke, weird, unique problem. Yeah, and it's weird how you never see two characters with the same bespoke problem. It's like, a, why are there two vampire party members? Everyone's got party. to have their own issue, their own specific <laughs> issue. It's like someone showed up to a party with a similar issue. Says, "No, sorry, we've already got daddy issues. Piss off." Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, is uh, you know, I'm curious because I'm even seeing people in uh in the chat right now saying uh, people want a game that makes you feel like your choices have actual weight and impact and everything, and I just don't think that's at this at this scale. I don't think that's reasonable for most games. I well, think no. it's it's reasonable and smaller. Like you uh, broke your early access rule earlier this year and reviewed Shadow of the Doubt. Um, which, Shadows um, of Doubt, yes. Shadows of Doubt. What is Shadow of the Doubt? That I sounds like know. an episode of the Were Batman. Were confused the by series. Shadow of the Colossus? Or... I just finished Shadow of the Colossus, so I'm going to be honest. I think that's or... exactly what it was. Which, let me tell you, Shadow of the Colossus and Eco, those games are really good. There's a million games that with Shadow in the title. Often shadow, uh, shadow of Mordor, yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. Shadow of the Beast, Shadows of yeah. the Damned. It's just a like sort of stock titling gimmick, really. Do you think like what noun do you think is the most used word in titles? In video game Blood. I'd say dark. Dark. I think dark That's is one, one of the most frequently recurring words used yeah, in titles. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh, we forgot about Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, I think we forgot about yeah. Shadow. He's the hedgehog who commits crimes because he has a gun. Shadow of the Hedgehog. Shadow <laughs> of the Hedgehog. Uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog would be good. Quest is also a big one. Yes, Quest Quest is also good, Chad. Um, uh, well, that's pretty old school. King's Quest, Space Quest, yeah. Quest for Glory, all Sierra's yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, do you think this game's going to... Um, sort of make as much noise uh when it comes to consoles do you think this is a primarily a, a pc game it's coming to playstation in a few weeks like honestly really considering care. how i played it like strictly mouse only yeah and uh largely like with one hand on the camera controls like was world of warcraft i can't imagine it being much fun played with a controller yeah that's my thing is i I'm, i want to wait i don't, don't want to play it on pc i don't want to be at this desk any more than i actually am right now and so i'm waiting for playstation and um i'm kind of dreading that i'm like is the text gonna be small am i gonna be squinting the whole time i'm gonna yeah. sit on my couch being like what does that what does that say that's too small because you know there's so much uh you know different things you can try 
Uh, I often had to depend upon my knowledge of Windows GUIs. I was saying, hey, I want to open this like box somehow. Uh, I can't, there isn't immediately an option to open it. So I tried right clicking it. And what do you know, there was a drop down menu, like in Windows, Incredible. with all the different things Incredible. you can do to it. And I can't imagine you want you being able to do that in, in uh, consoles. Oh no! Yeah, and then, uh, oh god! And now I'm just I'm just thinking about the the the, the virtual cursor, which has just yeah. become uh, become the bane of all existence. Uh, I know like, the game does like transition its UI depending. What if on you if want you're to? Playing... What if you want to select the option to drag an explosive barrel over somewhere instead of just hitting it with your sword? What if it's just all voice commands? What if it just uses connect? That would be horrifying. Would you <laughs> like that Steel Battalion game they made for Connect? You're just screaming at your uh, screaming at your TV, trying to trying to get it there. Um, but yeah, Chad, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm curious about like the folks who've been uh, who've been playing Baldur's Gate three. I'm curious, like, what is it besides the it works thing? Like, well, like what is the, it about the like all like complex games? It's the fact that it's uh, gotten a huge groundswell of support from lots of people. It's probably going to draw a backlash from all the dum dums who play it because the smart people recommend it. <laughs> The dum dums. So why can't I don't think this I might be, be one of the dum. Why isn't this more like Dragon Age? I understand <laughs> how to play Dragon Age. The dum dums. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. The because you mentioned Hi-Fi Rush earlier, which was interesting. That uh, I think the reason maybe us and maybe everyone else was was so high on it was because there was no like we all formed our opinions in a bubble because we didn't have the years or months or whatever of, of takes about the game coming out. And so the game was available and we all got to play it and we weren't sort of shrouded by um, either the overhype or the underhype. Cause I feel like eventually every game gets reconsidered and the, the higher or lower uh, you were received at launch, the opposite direction you move in. Um, yeah. Like we, we we talk a lot about um you and I don't feel this way but a lot of people have soured on stuff like BioShock Infinite over time uh which yeah. at launch got tons of tons of praise and then sort of went down a little bit over time whereas um Yeah, that's really think, polarizing these days. Yeah, um which is I don't know interesting to me cuz uh, I know you and I feel the same to where it, it feels like a swashbuckling game, probably the best like swashbuckler we've ever gotten. Um oh, Speaking of but, swashbuckling, have you played On Guard? Uh, I have not played On Guard yet. Speaking I know of, there's like, an exclamation you know, point. I, I wanted to highlight that as an example of, hey, a game that's just immediately good, uh, which, you know, does which implies that maybe we don't just want every game to be Baldur's Gate 3 now, maybe we just want games that are good. Yeah. just it's It's whatever you set out to do, like, just commit to that thing and if your thing is is very small if your thing is an hour-long game where you blink your way through it like before your eyes commit to that if your thing is mm. we want to make a hundred hour rpg where your choices actually matter commit to it um and yeah i, I say the the striking thing about bullets gate 3 is almost that there aren't really any gimmicks in it it's just D D, as you've come to expect here it all is it's I mean, it, it, the games with like Viewfinder, On Guard, and uh, High Five Rush, I mean, it sounds like I'm denigrating them, but they are sort of gimmick sure. games where they get the most yeah. out of their central, really, uh, 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 one central core element that's like at the top of everything. And like yeah. they get as much mileage as they can out of it. Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, hey, it's just, 
It's all basically fine. It feels like an alternate reality where Bio, like someone like Bioware, just would have stayed the course. Because Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were, were Bioware games. Those were Bioware before um, they did Knights of the Old Republic. It just feels like they kept doing the thing that was seemingly working before. Mm. And while so much of the industry pivoted because of all those reasons we said, because of all the, the, the CEOs and shareholders and, and following trends and saying, like, well, you're making money, but you're not making enough money. Um, it just feels like they, Larian didn't pivot. They stayed the course um, mm. and eventually got the Baldur's Gate license. And like I said, over the course of, of two decades, kind of this was the thing that, that uh, were they, they were, were working they, towards. Were they working with the publisher or did they just happen to have enough money to sink into a six-year development? I think it's I think it's self-published. And again, I think it's part of the early access really helped with that because I think a lot of people bought this game three years ago for $60 and have been following along with it. So mm. um, I, everyone needs to kind of keep that in mind whenever keeps saying, look, it launches and it, it's not it's not asking for extra money. It's, it's finished and everything. And I'm like, well, this is like, imagine if the next Souls game was out today but it was an early access you could or like if Elden Ring came out two years before it launched but you could only explore Limgrave and it had a lot of bugs and it was slowly building upon that like yeah that's exactly the sort of early access I had absolutely not partaken yeah yeah exactly and um I'm just curious if we're gonna get more um more games like this I also know there's probably a lot of people who bought it in early access and then waited until launch to play it because as a sign of support like i did that for hades that's one of the few early access games i supported because i was like i really like super giant i've liked every game they've made i'll support this in early access but i'm gonna wait to play it until launch because i don't want to it's fucking it's test. just kickstarting in all but execution isn't it yeah yeah exactly exactly and uh, i would only do that for developers i trust or ideas that are really really um interesting to me um i just got a steam announcement saying jermaine is playing Baldur's gate 3 right now were we boring you jermaine were you watching the podcast then decided you were sick of listening to us and wanted to play some Baldur's gate 3 instead i think him uh like you uh uh needed to cram in as much as humanly possible so he could get his design delve uh thought up of and written and done fair enough this it seems like a, it seems cruel that this game went out to people. Oh, that's another interesting thing about reviews and criticism of this game is it went out. Review code went out to most people three days before it came out. So we are not. If you, if you play games <laughs> that, at a because that was enough. That was enough time to review it. If nice you play one, games guys. at a sensible pace, like we, we're not going to start getting like genuine think pieces about the entirety of this game for months. <laughs> yeah, like, if we ever do, because like you know, statistically, only like twenty percent of people actually finish games. It's probably even less exactly. than this. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's again not counting that very soon the the game industry Eye of Sauron is going to move on to Armored Core and then move on to the Starfield and then the Spider Man. Assassin's Creed just got moved up a week, which this is a new. Ch- we mm. also need we need a, a a term for the opposite of a delay. What is uh, if you get moved up a week? I think we just call it getting moved up a week. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't taste that doesn't uh, taste good in my mouth. No, that's interesting. You know, as a linguist, yeah, there is no real equivalent opposite word for delay to mean uh, the opposite of a delay to make yeah. something. I was like relay, and I'm like that's not what the word no. relay means. Ambush because um, <laughs> Baldur's Gate <laughs> also again. I mean, remember that up until a few months ago, Baldur's Gate was going to release the same week as Starfield. 
A premature they, ejaculation, they as uh, premature ejaculation, as knob yogurt appropriately suggests. Yeah. I like prelay. I like prelay. It doesn't make any sense. Expedited, forwarded, no, hastened. No, we need to say. I need to be able to say, "Assassin, hey, did you hear Assassin's Creed was blank?" And have it mean the same as if I said it was delayed. You would well, know we it's heard pushed back. The new Assassin's Creed was going to sort of tone down the massive sandbox thing and go back to basics a bit. So it's almost like they did that and discovered they had a whole bunch of free time left at the end of development. Like, oh, don't we usually fill this time up with horrible crunch? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't like advanced. I don't like ex- I like prelaid. Doesn't make any sense, but I like prelaid. That sounds like so how you referred to someone who's had sex before they met you. Hubba hubba. Oh no, you were prelaid? Incredible. Yeah. Oh no, I I can only sleep with virgins because I'm a complete asshole. <laughs> uh, do you, are you going to go back to Baldur's Gate? I know very few games you uh, continue with after your view is done by virtue. I don't know, I got a schedule. bunch of shit to worry about. I'm still replaying System Shock 2, though I did get to the body of the many yesterday. So what is that? And I only get like two, two hours of free time. What's the body of the many? It's like the last but one area in the game. Well, the last mm. area doesn't count. It's really just a boss oh. arena. So you're going to finish it soon? Yeah, probably. See, my strategy was to focus on standard weapons. Like The game keeps throwing at you all these exotic weapons and heavy weapons. It's like, oh, you can't use these. You've got to put like six points into heavy weapons before you can use this. So I was like, no. I'm just going to focus on standard weapons. And... Uh, and like put one point at a heavy so I can use the grenade launcher and then just uh, see how we do there you go what do you do you uh, when you when you replay sort of classics like that from a couple decades ago do you feel like you do you glean new insights into them or is it mostly like this is kind of like comfort food Um, I think I'm finding System Shock 2 uh, maybe this is just with the benefit of knowing a lot more about the game. Feels a lot easier as I'm replaying mm. it at the moment. Okay. The game always felt it like you got really unforgiving towards the end because you'd spread all your points like too broadly across everything. Yeah. So you weren't particularly good at anything. Sure, jack of all trades. And you got to be good at something. So if you're just like, I've just been putting like in standard, uh, getting making sure I switch the armor-piercing rounds for the robots and the anti-personnel rounds for the monsters. And I'm holding my own pretty well. Are you are you gleaning a new appreciation for it? Or, in, or like, is it is it growing in your esteem? Or is it pretty much just like, ah, it's nope, just, just know, as good as I remembered. Yeah, yeah, this is all, this is all the game that I remember. I guess it feels yeah, like I'm going through it a lot faster as well. But then, as I say, sure. I, I know where everything is now. I know where that I'd one pesky black egg on the Rickenbacker is that the game won't let you proceed till you've found. The Rickenbacker? There was a bar in San Francisco named Eddie Rickenbacker's I used to go to. I don't know what a Rickenbacker Well, it's probably named after someone. Yeah, Eddie. Probably Eddie. <laughs> the titular uh, Eddie Rickenbacker. <laughs> shall we go to Super Chats then, since we've suddenly lost the track of the topic and started talking about uh, system shock 2 for no reason we can yeah i also at some point in the super chats i want to i want to talk about battle and wonder world because i finally started playing it uh okay you yeah. weirdo yeah he's uh, like a beetlejuice figure what's your i first... didn't realize ballad was gonna be like beetlejuice dimitri is my first dimitri with five canadian dollars is my okay you um, better start then my first one all is right the, the merchant of life um 
Your fourth one is the Merchant of Life. I don't even have the Merchant of Life, so I don't know if you can read the Merchant of Life because I don't even have that on my sheet. Uh-huh. Okay, why don't you start with Dimitri then? Um, oh, no, I just didn't. No, that was on me. That was on me. I fucked up. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Dimitri, five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much, Dimitri. Uh, Marty, I've been trying to remember what game is it that you described as Hollow Knight but better. Um, I think I described it as but better just to get people to play it. I do not think it is better than <laughs> Hollow Knight. Um, backtrack, backtrack. Uh, it's mostly I just like hyperbole to get people to do things. Uh, there's two games, one last year and one this year. The better of the two uh, is Haiku the Robot. Yeah, I, I think that was is, one of the ones yeah, I I put that. And then uh, Lone Fungus is uh, another one that uh, came out earlier this year. It is very It is much simpler, but um, if you're itching for a Hollow Knight like in the uh, uh, in the in the wait for Silk Hi. Song, it uh, certainly right, inspired a little subgenre of Hollow Knight. It really likes, has, isn't it? yeah, yeah. And it's it's going to be interesting to see when Silk Song comes out if it's um, like you know how it kind of stands up against the the rest of the pack, or if it'll come out everyone will be like, ah, yes, okay, no, this is the real one. Like the the rest of these games that are trying to imitate it um, are missing that kind of je ne sais quoi. Which I feel like a lot of souls like. Like I feel like anytime I see, I even I see that lies of P games like that. I'm like the surge. I'm like you're missing, you're missing something that that FromSoft yeah. has. It's not Dark Souls. That's what it's. It's missing. not Dark Souls. Yeah, exactly. That's it demonstrates um, the futility of trying to imitate the popular, I suppose. Exactly. Some devs, uh, some devs are just um, built different. Uh, H uh, North. 87, thank you so much for the dono. Seeing Crap Guide to D&D, ZP gets a shout-out. I've seen a couple people in, the, in Discord oh. talking about this. Oh, I always like to see shout-outs of me in the wild. Yeah, someone, crap, someone link it. crap Guide to, to D&D. Um, well, no right. one can link it, I don't think, in in here. Crap in Guide chat. to D&D on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Oh, blimey, that goes on a while. <laughs> it's like a playlist of like 19 three minute videos yeah but anyway I'm just gonna be honest uh, that's too many uh, Dogmatic Director been a member for a year in bonus content thank you so much Dogmatic Director curious to hear Yachts uh, did your time playing D&D with Adventures 9 make it easier to start off in Baldur's Gate 3 um, absolutely yes um, I mentioned this in my review because when you start Baldur's Gate 3 it can be very intimidating it's yeah. just icons all over the screen yeah it's like looking over someone's shoulder at their custom world of warcraft layout yeah but uh it was thanks to having played D that i knew how sneak attack works if you've got a member of your party within melee range of the enemy you can sneak attack them i didn't yeah. figure that out for a very long time yeah it's not like i'm hiding behind this thing and they can't see me it is oh they are preoccupied with someone else so yes my attack will be a sneak attack. Yeah, there's a lot of weird little rules. There's there's advantage. There's disadvantage. There's um, just the way the spell systems work. There's the difference yeah, between wisdom slots. and intelligence. Like I mean, it, uh, it was took a while to figure out which bit of the interface referred to spell slots. Yeah, yeah. No, it took me. I mean, playing D and D, I'm just assuming right off the bat you weren't. Yeah, you know, like you've been learning reason, as you go on. That's another reason nice. there's probably going to be a bit of a backlash because, uh, yeah, it certainly assumes that you already know a fair bit about D and D rules if you go yeah. straight into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious if uh, I don't know if anyone in the in the chat has um, gone in completely 
like blind to D and I mean, everyone has. I feel like just by virtue of playing games has some knowledge, but D and D has so many weird little like eccentricities that um, I feel like knowing. Minor illusion is a great spell if you're playing in D and D with a DM who will put up with your bullshit. In Baldur's Gate Three, it's basically just you know a thing for stealth people to distract enemies with, and it never bloody works anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, I, I think one of the best uh, compliments I saw on Baldur's Gate Three was they said it's like playing D and D and having a dungeon master that's like Jack. Like that's very uh, open for shenanigans and for weird ideas and and very sort of yes, Andy. That's definitely overstating it. Oh no, no one's like Jack. Um, could you imagine? Uh, Roly Cannoli been a member for six months. Thank you so much, Roly. Thanks for all the years of amazing content, gents. Thank you, Roly Cannoli. You're welcome. Uh, and then I'm on the Merchant of Life now. You have okay. them. Merchant of Life gives five pounds and says, Imagine the joy of the dev team seeing the sales doing amazing, then a sickly, joyful terror seeing it just not stopping. Must be a very unique feeling. Yeah, I think I had a similar reaction when Zero Punctuation first took off. Yeah. Because like, for the many years, I've just been throwing stuff out there and getting you know really gratified when occasionally things got linked around and uh, people like, would uh, respond positively. And then seeing something just completely explode there's a part of you that just thinks oh shit like it's oh, left shit. my orbit <laughs> oh my god i i suddenly the the safety net has disappeared i'm flying high and i'm suddenly under scrutiny by so many more people hello yeah. everyone hi i'm just a silly person making silly things don't hate me yeah it's uh it's funny i i noticed a similar thing uh i'm always uh keeping tabs on website traffic and when a story goes viral a lot of times it's a darren story because darren darren writes excellent columns and they'll go viral on like reddit like they'll blow up on reddit Mm. and i'm always like oh no like i hope they're (laughs) nice to him (laughs) like like, i hope they're nice to him because all the darren regulars even if they disagree with darren are all very nice to darren Whereas once it escapes the lovely Darren Orbit, I'm like, oh no, you fuckers better not say anything mean to that sweet Irish boy. Brings out all the bloody contrarians, doesn't it? Yep. No, I disagree. And give me a minute and I will explain why. How come in your 2,000 words you didn't bring up this one example? Because it's fucking impossible to bring up every example. How come you didn't talk about this game, Yahtzee? You forgot to mention X. You forgot to mention Y. I didn't forget to mention shit. I had not just list every bloody example that exists in the world. I have only so many breaths left in my life before I die. Anyway, uh, uh, Heisko gives four ninety nine pounds. Says off topic. Does Yati play Yati? Could Marty visit Marty Italy? Would Toffee eat any toffee flavored snacks? Has Nick ever nicked anything? I think I played Yati the game like once in my life. Okay, because someone bought me it for my birthday for a joke, so we sure. figured we'd better. I mainly started calling myself it because I like the word. Interesting. Uh, I don't think Toffee's ever eaten anything Toffee-related. I feel like that'd be bad, right? If dogs, dog, if dogs can't have chocolate, I feel like they can't have toffee. <sighs> well, it's basically just anything other than meat will probably fuck them up. Sure. Uh, I've never been to Italy, and I didn't know there was a place called Marty, but that sounds great. I would love, I would love to go there. Uh, Nick, uh, if you're in the chat, tell us if you've ever stolen anything. He's stolen our hearts as the editor-in-chief of The Escapist, who brought it back uh, into a good place. 
Oh, uh, did you know we only got three and a half hours into our all day persona stream and then a, a freak lightning storm uh, cut out his power and we had to stop? Huh. Well, I hope he's going to make sad. up for that at some point. Uh, we are gonna we are gonna make up for it, and it's not it's the the shitty thing is it cut out his power mid boss fight in Futaba's oh. palace. So now we're gonna have to go through that entire thing and go at that point. So that was a bummer. Oh uh, well, yeah, Nick did steal those GTA Four ch- Xbox trial cards from Blockbuster. He went to a Blockbuster, opened up every case, and took the uh, uh, I think it was like one free uh, month of Xbox Gold or whatever. Oh, that's and he stole bastard. like dozens of them. Yeah, truly. Um. Funny, I was at the Safeway yesterday and they were having a power outage as well. It's almost like we're on the, in the middle of like a slow apocalypse. <laughs> what was the, speaking of the grocery store, what was, you, you, you tweeted something out, some dumb fucking phrase that was on something yes. like Whole Foods. Yes, I was in the Whole what Foods. Was I was in the Whole Foods and I think it was like Whole Foods' own brand sodas, like he was uh-huh. in like Cranberry Ginger Ale. Yeah. And uh, there was a slogan on the, on the name just under the name that simply said naturally flavored with other natural flavors <laughs> what is going on there i don't know what are we doing listen i am i am all for words are jazz would we have felt better if point, they'd said noise would we have felt better if they'd said naturally flavored with unnatural flavors i'm gonna be honest i'd be more intrigued i'd be like what kind of unnatural flavors are we talking about I mean, it's all unnatural. The very fact that they took the flavors out of the ground and put them into a can and processed it through a factory makes yeah. it an, un- an unnatural application of that flavor. Yeah, it, un- it unnatured it. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. But we have to talk about all the ways marketing lies to us. We'd be here all day. Every Bezos would never lie to us. Take it back. Blah. Wesley Thomas gives 10 Canadian dollars. Says, remember when I said they don't make good games anymore? A good game comes out and it's all consumers need to temper their expectations. No, if I'm paying 50 to $80 for this, it better dance and sing. Dance and that's, sing? Both of them. That's what they're. That's what these publishers are afraid of. That, that people will stop being cowed and start expecting actual quality for their buck. But good games do come out still. I think people need to stop saying like, this is the only good game ever. Well, that's what I kept saying. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Like how we, the, the media just forgets after a couple of weeks. I think this has been a. I think this has been a, a, a historically good year, especially in the AAA space. I could use a couple more banger indies. Maybe I'm missing some stuff, but I need like an indie that sparks the same joy in me that like Neon White and Tunic and Death Store. And I'd Spirit recommend Fire On God if it was more than three hours long. Okay, is it gonna make me cry? No. I need something to make me cry. Fuck, I need good tears. X Files isn't making me cry, but let me tell you, rewatching X Files reruns, what a program! It might make you laugh. After you've, uh, after you've stabbed a dude to death, and as you're like walking past their corpse, you just hear the corpse go, Oh, what a woman! <laughs> I did, uh, I'm playing a secret game uh, for review, and uh, oh, are you it's, now? It's writing has me laugh uh, consistently, which is good. Can you tell me what it is? Or would I that be Bargo uh, Bustin? Uh, that would be Bargo Bustin. It's, uh, it's not Starfield, and it's not Armored Core. Okay, just, just I guess just tell me after the, the stream then. I told you beforehand. I said I was playing it. You said, oh, maybe I'll start trying that. And I said, it's it's it's, oh, uh, it's fine. Oh, okay, bad. Yeah. Well, I think we can say as much as we like about that. We've said enough about it yeah. already. Anyway. Said we can say a documentary on it tomorrow. See? Oh, Come maybe. back tomorrow, watch the documentary, then you'll know. 
Well, anyway. Uh, Wesley Thomas gives to another two Canadian dollars, following up on his last super chat, because he felt he had to like hammer the point home, I suppose, to say, no more paying full price for half a game. Grr, shake fist. But, again, I have to think about this. Three years ago, you could have paid $60 for a game that was that was just the first act of the game. This early access thing, this is a... This is this is this is a thing people aren't 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 factoring in. I do agree. It is it is hogwash that games are releasing in a state to where they are getting updated years years later, and then we're all like, all right, it's good now, you can play it. Because it's like, what the fuck? I've been why, I paid that money a long time ago. Uh, I guess that you is, know everyone was complaining about this when Gollum came out as well. But um, the fact is, you got to do more than just complain. Because what we've mm-hmm. learned in the age of social media is that complaint just raises profiles discourse just makes more people hear about it yeah uh, what you should be doing is shutting the fuck up and just not buying stuff yes i mean ultimately isn't that like the that is the 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 voting with your wallet is the the most power you have well exactly so there you go it's on you wesley thomas just do your research before you splatter your money at something make sure it's actually good before you pay for it that's what demos used to i be feel for. like we as a society everyone on earth needs to agree we're just not going to buy the next pokemon game no one buys it it literally sells zero copies and, and good then luck i feel getting, like that's getting that to stick as a boy game got. freak and the pokemon company would be like shit maybe we gotta put some more time into this and make a good game and then we can all go back to buying it we just yeah. need, we all need to agree to take one year off I think we're sort of especially you, Jimmy, because Jimmy bought two copies. I always like to say I only bought one copy, so I'm only half a problem. I think the hive mind is sort of gradually coming around to not watching Star Wars anymore, just because it's gotten so bloody or ubiquitous and boring. Uh, Except for Andor, Andor was very good, but yeah, the rest of Star Wars I'm kind of bored by. R.I.P. Star Wars. Uh, Troll Monkey, member for 33 months in early access, says radial menus work great with controller. Replaces RMB. What's RMB? What right mouse button. Figured it out. Uh, you, know, you know, Beyond Good and Evil had a really good radial text entry system, and it's weird I've never seen any other game do anything like it. Oh, was that the one that was almost like a downward spiral? Yeah, and you could just continue yeah. to rotate in either direction to find the letter you want, and you could type pretty, I remember that. You could, you could type pretty quick with it once you got used to it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sky Ken Dragon gives four ninety nine dollars and says, "I don't need every game to be Baldur's Gate three. I'm just happy someone's making expansive choice based RPGs again." D A feels like the last big one from twenty thirteen. District Attorney, Sky Ken Dragon. That that one must have passed me by. Harvey Dent. Um, I'm assuming Dragon Age Origins, which I think was twenty fourteen, but doesn't matter. Maybe there was another game position. that came out in 2013 with the initials DA. With a DA. Yeah, uh, Dark Alliance? I don't know. Dadass? <laughs> Dadass. Uh, Dad's Army? I don't know. Dad's Army? Oh, no. Uh, Zoe, Zoe, not even going to bother trying to pronounce that. Uh, Raceveld. W- welcome to bonus content. B.S. Marsh gives $2 and says, Was Banal Thunderpants as bad as Yahtzee said? No. This is what I was talking about. Remember how I said if a game is too high, over time it's lowered, and if a game is too low, over time it raises? I'm not here to say Balan Waterworld's good. 
I'm not even sure if it's called Balan Wonderworld or Balan Wonderland. I'm not even 100% sure what the title is. There are design decisions in that game that make no fucking sense to me. I know, right? Uh, However, musical numbers at the end of every level, delightful. (laughs) I I think they're delightful. I think I and everyone in the chat, every time I streamed that moment, was just in a sort of, you know, at the end of Mel Brooks, The Producers, where they where they show springtime the Hitler for Hitler and the camera just pans across the audience, yeah, and they're all just sitting there open mouthed, not yeah. sure, not sure, they're just waiting for someone to break the tension so that they can all start booing and yeah. like running out. That was basically the reaction to the musical numbers in Ballad they're of the ve- They're very short, which is nice. Also, I like when you go into a world and there's just a large man sitting near the corn, and then you get close to him and he disappears because I'm like. Yuji Naka, what are you doing? Well, like I said, it was it certainly wasn't a bland game. No, it, was, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Um, 10 out of 10. Bellman. Yeah, I know like uh, there's like there's a lot of zoomers been going around saying the Star Wars prequels weren't that bad, but they they're going to be wrong about that forever, I'm afraid. And I I feel like it's just if you were a kid when you watched it, it's just that oh. when you're a kid, oh, I watched a ton of terrible shit. And I was like, Kids great. don't understand quality. Not they like don't. me. Not like me when I was twelve. All the stuff I liked when I was twelve is still really good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, Alexander it's like Bluey though. Bluey's good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Animation's a bit cheap, but it's good. Oh, how you're the first person I've ever heard to say a bad word about Bluey. Well, care? one can hardly deny that the animation is very cheap. Anyway, I mean, it's basically like uh, a flash, flash animation. animation. Yeah. Alex Armstrong gives five dollars and says, "Off topic." In your Tears of the Kingdom review, you said it set a new bar for expansion packs. Does that mean it beats out Far Cry Three Blood Dragon in terms of fun and charm? I think it just beats it out with sheer density of stuff. Alex Armstrong. Yeah, this would be the main yeah. selling point. And Far Cry only has one blood dragon, whereas Tears of the Kingdom has several dragons. A light oh. dragon, a fire dragon. A oh, I didn't realize we were in a dragon-based economy now. <laughs> we are in a dragon-based economy. By this metric, Game of Thrones has suddenly gotten a boost. A lot, a lot of dragons. Well, dragons three. Are there any dragons in uh, Baldur's Gate? I presume there Oh, yeah, there's some be. dragons right at the beginning. Yeah. Some, like, dragons, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the lizard lady with the pointy nose was riding on one. <laughs> Yeah, is that weird? The lady my character banged at one point. Oh, you're going to have some thoughts on banging too, aren't you? Yes, in extra punctuation this week for members. I had lots of complicated thoughts on all the banging in Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not talking about when swords hit shields, my friends. Hubba hubba. (laughs) Uh, Let me just say, you made excellent use of the word titillation. I'm looking forward to seeing how Matt visualizes it. Uh, I like I like the idea that he has this like he has a board with like a bunch of like a like a like a murder mystery board with like a bunch of strings going to things. Yeah, visualizes it in such a way that YouTube doesn't instantly demonetize it. I should say. Yeah, yeah. I heard he's going to show everything. He's he's he wants this to be the first NC seventeen video on the Escapist. I'm game. Our, our very own Midnight Cowboy. Anyway, the Devil's Foot gives five dollars. And says, communal story swapping with my friends through solo campaigns makes BG3 my GOTY. This is something I've uh, often referred to as the quality of water cooler games. Mm-hmm. Where everyone can exchange their unique perspectives and unique experiences. 
I love them. I love them. That's what we get. That's what we get in Zelda. That's what we get in, in Elden Ring. Uh, the, the, that initial wave of everyone excitingly telling people how they did something or some weird mm. thing they found is uh, is delightful. I wonder how much of that there is. Because I just think about like during the course of Act 1, there's a bit where you have to rescue a druid from a goblin camp. A druid okay. leader. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, playing... Mortimer, I was playing sneaky, sneaky, bullshit my way through, stealthy, stealthy, uh, avoid conflict. But when I rescued this dude, he was like, hey, this quest isn't done till you've killed every goblin leader. I'm like, fuck off. Spent like the next five hours trying to figure that out. Why do you have to kill every goblin leader? Because the guy said I had to before he'd agreed to be rescued. What a dork. Before he agreed to be rescued, he's being rescued. You don't have a choice. Well, apparently he would argue that point. Beggars can't be choosers. Anyway. Uh, Fungus Finder gives $5 and says, There are so many choices and voice lines you're unlikely to ever hear th- to ever hear them all. That's pretty cool. And running on 5e, i.e. rules I already know, rocks. Okay. Well, that's your review. We'll bear that in mind. I almost get... Um, I almost get anxious or worried... That there's so many voice lines you're not going to hear because I'm like people put so much work into that we're not going to be able to hear it all, <laughs> and yet like, sometimes it feels like there wasn't enough choice. Like there's a there's a friendship scene with the wizard dude. I mentioned it in this mm-hmm. week's upcoming extra punctuation, um, where you have a sort of mind meld, magic mind meld, and uh, there's a dialogue choice where you have to uh, decide what image to project to him, and that sort of conveys your intentions toward him in terms of romance or non-romance. But the only choices you get are picture yourself snogging him full on the mouth, picture yourself skipping gaily through a field of flowers hand in hand, Mm -hmm. picturing yourself kicking him in the nuts, or picturing yourself murdering him to death. And I'm like, couldn't we just... Couldn't I just picture myself having a lovely drink in a chat on just a night on nice, friendly terms? Yeah, yeah. I feel like most times you're hanging out with someone, it doesn't go to any of those extremes. Like recommending a movie I like at the Blockbuster and watching it together over a beer. A Blockbuster when you try to run GTA 4 and it turns out Nick has stolen all the... Oh, that dastardly Nick. Classic Nick. Someday I'll get my revenge. I'll uh, not cut all the swears out of my internet video. Oh, no. Uh, Robert Johnson gives 20 Canadian dollars says hi guys I don't have anything to contribute to the topic so here's some money Marty I'm sorry for saying Catherine was stupid hope everyone has a lovely day oh don't sell yourself short Robert Johnson you had some money to contribute to the conversation that's great what's that if not a contribution also uh, I think Catherine is great uh, but I also think Catherine's very stupid Speaking of a game where I'm like, well, can I make other decisions that this like this man just keeps making bad decisions? Can you give me a decision yeah, I would actually was, make as a human? That was very much my reaction. I'd be curious like, to see them just going back to that. Like, wh- what would a second what would a second try at that be like ten years I later? I suppose you know it's unfair to like go to like a classic farce and say why can't you all just sit down and explain all these hilarious misunderstandings? Because then it'll yeah. be over in like two minutes. I guess yeah, that is true. Like or any of those uh, any of those sitcoms where like someone's on two dates at the same time at the same restaurant and has to keep running to the bathroom yes. and being like, Oh, hold on a second, going to the other table. A classic farce, in other words. Yeah. Uh, the Reaper's Grim. Classic farts. 
The Reaper's Grim. Let's just move on Baldur's Brass from that. The Reaper's Grim gives five Canadian dollars and says, Hey Marty, I went into Baldur's Gate 3 with minimal knowledge. Not bad so far, but damn, it's a lot to pick up on the fly. Yeah, yeah I just see him as much. much. Yeah. Uh, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars. Says, plot seems to be the clincher for BG3 over TOTK. Have a phenomenal plot or gameplay, can't have both. But what about the original Deus Ex? John Connor, good plot and good gameplay. Or Thief 2, good plot and good gameplay. You what about something that's not on a PC? Give us a yeah, console game, Yahtzee. You used to be able to have it all. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it is tough. I'm trying to think of it. There's got to be a game with good plot and good gameplay. Dark Souls. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. It's a very dumb plot and A-plus gameplay. Love it. Man, you know what game's great? I've been replaying a lot of good good old games, aside mm-hmm. from Battle of Wonderworld. Mm-hmm. Resident 4, what a game. Resident 1 Remake, what a game. I'm going to play Resident Evil 0 for the first time. I don't know what's going on there. They're on a train. Are you playing Resident 4 or the Resident 4 make? I played both. I played both back to back. I wanted to see see. Um, and which one do you think you would come back to more often? I feel like four remake might have had higher highs, but when I think about, I'm like, I don't want to do like sort of the, the, the kind of the opening stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I feel like four remake could have had some of the fat trimmed, whereas four mm. proper feels lean, leaner. Like the kill three rats side quests. Springs to mind. I don't need to. I don't want to kill any rats. There needs. There should be like. Uh, listen, I just want to do a quick replay. Get all that shit out of there. I don't want any of it. It's almost like the original was much tighter. It should have been left where it was. But anyway, it should have been left. It was. Listen, once we get. To, once we get to uh, uh, Silent Hill Two remake, you're gonna look at Resident Evil Four remake, and you're gonna be like, that was a masterpiece. That's probably gonna be, you know, part of my supervillain origin story. Silent Hill Two <laughs> remake. Anyway, fill my ass up, gives 15 Norwegian Krona, and says, with Bulgars Gate 3 being the milestone, it is, you know the industry will only take the wrong lessons from it, given how pre-molded they are. Well, let's, uh, let's hope that even the industry realises that it's not worth throwing that much money and effort into something that's just a me too, and will probably never be as good. Yeah. Also, what is the industry? What are we, who are we talking about? We talking about shit. We talking about the shareholders. We talking about the CEOs. We talking uh, about people who are just designing them levels. Whoever is the guy who decides what things are made and who gets the money. Johnny Industry. It. The publishers, perhaps. I feel like every game, if it's bad, should have the CEO's name in like Sid Meier's blank. So it should be like whoever made the decision to make Redfall a, a shared world multiplayer shooter redfall should now be called that person's names redfall i mean books do it you got to have the author's name on the front yeah but the thing is i don't want the ceo name when the thing is good if the thing's good i want it to be attributed to the people who did the hard work not ceo they don't count well how do you know it's good or bad before it comes out ah we don't name games how about we don't name games until they're out we wait (laughs) we wait well i don't know how one would Bobby Kotick's Warcraft 3 reforged. <laughs> so how do we refer to it before it comes out? We're just like untitled Sierra Project or whatever. I think that's great. I think that's pers- I think that's wonderful. 
Anyway, Peter Niles gives $5 and says, Yards, you said at one point that you'd prefer video essay recommendations or anything else. I'd suggest Errant Signal mostly analyses indie stuff. Yeah, I've seen a bit of Errant Signal. He's yep. all right. Yeah, he does. A, I believe he has an entire series called The Children of Doom. That's all about those early shooters. Mm. Then oh, Alex. I video of his recently. I probably saw the same one. Then Alex Armstrong gives $5 and says, You love Persona 5 and liked Persona 4, despite some JRPG tropes it falls back on, but surprised no one's bugged you to try Persona 3 yet. Are you sure nobody's bugged me to try Persona 3 yet, Alex Armstrong? <laughs> you obviously don't have my life. Uh, I, uh, as, as someone who knows why Yahtzee likes the Persona games, I do not think he would enjoy Persona 3. No, I don't expect I would. Anyway, Lampy gives two pounds and says, did you watch the next two episodes, Marty? I did not. I watched the first two episodes of uh, Reincarnated as a Vending Machine. And let me uh-huh. tell you, delightful. It is very earnest because the guy who gets reincarnated as a vending machine, the guy who gets isekai'd, is a vending machine enthusiast. And so he is fucking stoked that he's a vending machine, which is, is what makes the show to me. He's not a guy who's like, like, oh no, I've been punished to become a vending machine. He's like, oh my God, finally. Like what I very, always wanted to be. It's like a very Japanese anime thing. Like characters, like you see a lot of characters in Japanese anime who just get really stoked for one highly specific thing. Yeah, and usually it's like whatever the anime like centers around, like so, you, yeah, like Yu Gi Oh. There's yeah. people who just get really weirdly stoked for children's card games in the yeah. Yu Gi Oh universe. Yeah, maybe it's just uh, maybe anime is just a mirror. How anime fans get really stoked on anime. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Palash T gives one ninety nine, and says twenty twenty three opposite of twenty fourteen in terms of game quality. Yeah, twenty fourteen was a dudder, absolute dudder. Yeah, there's been quite a few dudders over my career. I remember, yeah. I usually talk about uh, it, that being the case in the end of year mm-hmm. summary. I can remember what was the year uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor came out because I remember that was a huge dudder. That's probably why that was, Shadows of Mordor ended up being my my game of the year. Yeah, it was Shadows of Mordor, Dark Souls 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Like, mm-hmm. not terrible games, but none of those games are the best game. Like, none of those are as good as as, as several well, games this year, probably. Give it 15 years, all the kiddies will be saying Dark Souls 2 was underrated. Nick anyway. is having the time of his life going through Dark Souls 2. I'm sure. Where is he at, at this point? Uh, still probably fucking getting pursued by the pursuer. I think he's gotten one of the one or two of the lords. I didn't watch last week's episode. I assume he's playing time. Scholar of the First Sin rather than Vanilla. Yeah, I imagine. Because there's a, quite a few. Oh yeah, tweets. he was in the gutter. He was in the gutter. I oh, watched yes. the end of that. Blight Man, that place sucks. That oh, place doesn't it just? Sucks. Doesn't even have the scenery that Blight Town's got. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Henry Cavahal Zapata gives one ninety nine and says. Thank you. You're welcome, Henry Carvajal-Zapata, for whatever that was. And then uh, Zoe, that surname again, gives $5 and says, Discovered your podcast a few months ago and have been listening to the backlog of it and breakout during my work shifts. Thank you so much. And that was the first Super Chat from Zoe. We're still oh bringing God. in new faces. It's nice to see. That's great. I'm so I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> that was beautiful. 
Uh, hang on, let's scroll down to the bottom again. Oh, we're back at we're back at a new Hjorth. Oh yes, here we go. Hjorth eighty seven gives fifty Danish kroner. Says my biggest issue is attempting to find the best route and not going with the flow. BG 3s many options help a little, as there are many valid paths. Yeah, but then you sort of get bogged down with like this encounter that you stumbled into on the assumption that you were making forward progress, and then realise you were not making forward progress at all, and you just wasted all that time. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. happened more than once with me. Especially in the Underdark. I was exploring that for a while. Is is the the Underground in Tears of the Kingdom just an Underdark? I guess. Underdark's just a sort of bog-standard D&D concept, isn't it? Subterranean world. Yeah. Yeah, the subterranean world. We spent some yeah. time in the local equivalent of the Underdark in Adventures in High Season 2. Ooh. There were a lot of glowy mushrooms around. There's only one glowy mushroom in my life, and his name's Grinderbin. He's not really glowy, though. Well, it turned out his origins were in the Underdark. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And indeed, in Baldur's Gate 3, in the Underdark, you run into my conids. Ooh. I was thinking of Grinderbin that whole time. Ah. Uh, Cushion Sap gives $5 and says, If nobody bought the next Pokemon game and it bombed hard, I think the Game Freak employees will all just collectively say, We're free! They would all just like, like their spirits would just finally yes. ascend. They'd be like, "Thank you for freeing us from this mortal coil." Well, they certainly uh, do seem to have lost a lot of their passion, judging by the last few ten-pole Pokemon games. Womp womp. Quirk of Flea gives five pounds and says, "Yahtzee, I've just finished reading through all of Yahtzee takes on the world. You ought to be proud of it. It's still very good and made me laugh a lot." Well, I hate to tell you you're wrong, Quirk of Flea. But that was the horrible, shitty MS Paint webcomic I made when I was, like, 17. Uh-oh. And uh, it's really bad. Uh-oh. Don't read it. All right, I won't. I'm read my, read my books. My books name. are good. So that's the trouble with the internet. It's like an elephant. It never forgets. That's true. Anyway, Cade Brockhausen, member for 13 months in bonus content, says, if you need visuals for all the bear banging in the BD3 zero punctuation, I am a furry artist. Signed, a furry artist. Just kidding. Do you think Kate's kidding or not? I feel like Kate's not kidding. No, I didn't get around to any bear banging. I just banged uh, the one angry lady. I think she just came around to me because we kept having to get into fights, and I think she might have assumed that had been my intention. Yeah. And not just me fucking up deception rolls. What angry lady. Anyway. Alex Armstrong gives two dollars and says, speaking of ZP, what happened to dolphin bumming? Well, you know, running gags always run their course eventually. Yeah. We gotta be on the next one. We gotta be we gotta fire these goofs from the hip. Yeah, exactly. The new thing is um 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 I don't know. Finding out words to use that aren't fuck. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Get demonetized. There's been a lot of twatting lately. Yeah. As long as we can still still use that word, everything's fine. Uh, Big Bear, member for two months, in credit. No comment, though. Big Bear! What are you hiding? Uh, hiding the fact that he's been having sex with a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 players, I suspect. Ah, the large bear! 
Andrew Long gives oh. $5. Sorry, what? Oh, no, I saw one comment from Big Bear, and I got excited, and it just said Ritzy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew Long gives $5 and says, Marty, do you have any non-alcohol ideas for food, stroke, drink, stroke, things to do in Milwaukee? I'm coming from Lacrosse for a concert at Shank Hall on the 24th. Uh, Jeez, we didn't need your fucking delightful. life story, Andrew Long. First off, Shank Hall, delightful. Lacrosse. I've only driven through. Never, no, no thoughts on lacrosse. Um, non-alcoholic ideas uh, for food. Uh, downtown, you can go to the Third Street Market, which is a new indoor market that has opened up with a bunch of different food stands uh, that contain a lot of sort of the local. Um, the local spots have their own food stands in there. So eating downtown is good. Uh, the art museum on the lake is wonderful. It's a nice day. Take a big walk on the lake. It's gorgeous there. Uh, there. Walk on the lake. Uh, is it frozen? Like along along the lake in the in or are the you Jesus? Uh, little column A, little column B. The domes are very nice. There's two domes, especially in the winter. You can go in the domes, and it's all like warm. There's a bunch of plants in there. Discovery oh. World is a cool little science museum. Oh, that got mentioned in that children's book I bought. Oh yeah, that's right. Love those domes. And then you can speak to the Harley David Museum. Yeah, I got to sit on a stationary Harley Davidson while people took pictures. It was fun. <laughs> also, go go to the spy restaurant. Go to um, the safe house. Um, yeah, it is a restaurant. It has booze, but it's a, it's just a restaurant. You have to know about it. Yeah, you got to know the password, or else you're gonna look like a fool. Uh, Stephen Collar gives fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. That's a deep red one. And says, oh, "Been yeah. watching your content for free for decades. So here you are. You will now proceed oh. to never hear from me ever again." Steven, oh, incredible. Steve, why not stick around? I get a membership, watch all the early access content, like the cool kids. No, Steven is doing what all of those CEOs should be doing, which is here's some money and now I will leave and you will never hear from me again. Please continue to create. But seriously, Steven, you should become a member so you can go. Well, the trouble with that is the CEO needs to be able to recognize a talented creator. And that mm -hmm. means the CEO has to not be a giant autistic git who just happens to have huge amounts of money, Rip. like Elon Musk. Mm. What about Zuckerberg? I guess I'm, uh, you know, he's been looking his good stock compared is, to Elon Musk lately. His stock is on the rise. Uh, he's not, yeah. he just doesn't, have, he just, he's like, if I just remain silent, um, I mean, my he's, stock will He's still grow. a weird robot from space. Yeah. Weird little too, lizard man. Too much money. Uh, Palash Teague is 4 99 and says, annoying lizard lady had a mysterious, nasty accident the moment Act 1 was done. Act 3 has a sharp ramp up in bugs and general jankiness. Hope it's fixed. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see when more and more people get um, get into the game, or get deeper into the game, if we start seeing more and more of that. Hmm. Wesley Thomas gives two Canadian dollars, and says, speaking of Yahtzee's early work, I liked Fog Juice. No, you didn't. All my actually published books were better. Stop dredging up my old shit, chat. What's Fog Juice? It's like a, something I wrote for National Novel Writing Month, just to prove oh. that I could. No, no, we know. I'm yeah. familiar with No, no, we know. So I just like wrote a load of bollocks for 30,000 words. Sell it. I bet you can make money off it. Well, you don't make money off your NaNoWriMo book. You just post it online. I thought that was the point. Oh, I don't know. I like monetizing all my nano we knows. I don't know I don't know what the what the actual acronym of that is. 
Cade Brockhausen gives five dollars and says, "I think Tears of the Kingdom's original title was Tears of the Dragon, but was changed part way through because Nintendo considered it too spoilery." And I'd probably have assumed it was a Game of Thrones property if they'd called it that. Yeah. Um, I still think them delaying the full reveal of the game and the title because it uh, was right after the Queen died is very funny. <laughs> I still think that is extremely funny. Remember when the uh, Wind Waker's name was first announced and everyone went around calling it Wind Walker Wind for Walker. a while before yeah. everyone corrected them? <laughs> everyone was like, I'm assuming that was just a typo on Nintendo's part. It's definitely got to be Wind Walker. No, no, no. You, you go through the game waking winds all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And then Paul B gives 20 rons and says, by the way, who's this balder guy in the game or his gate? Well, I don't know who he is in reference to the gate. I know he's uh, the, one of the Norse gods. He is. Who was, the uh, antagonist who was, of God of War 2018. Well, in the original Norse myth, he was a great big pussy. He was mm. like the handsomest and nice and prettiest of all the gods. And Baldur's mum, mm. uh, classic helicopter parent, basically went to everything in the world and said, please don't harm my son. He's too lovely. And everything agreed just to shut her up. Except yeah. she forgot to ask Mistletoe. Toe. Yeah. And Loki got wind of that. And Loki, being the complete trickster bastard that he was, uh, went to the, the to the little happy place where everyone was flinging shit Balder and laughing at how he was not dying from it. And, and gave some mistletoe to Blind Hod and said, why don't you use this, Blind Hod, you big blind twat? And so blind, that's how that's how Balder died, because Blind Hod flung some mistletoe at him. And uh, Loki was to blame, so they tied Loki to a rock with the intestines of his child and had a snake drip venom into his eyes for the rest of time. I played God of War Ragnarok. That is not and you won't be seeing that but... in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, no, that's because Loki's too busy time traveling. He's no, zoot scooting no. across the, the multiverse. I think you mean Loki's too busy being a fan favorite that all the fangirls wet their knickers over. I think he's great, let me tell you. I think Tom Hiddleston is delightful. Uh, Firefly, member for 14 months in early access, says, Any update on will leave the galaxy for good? Still with the editor, Firefly. I'll, you'll be the first to know, I'm sure, the moment anything develops. Firefly will be the first to know? Okay, maybe probably not. Firefly probably won't be the first to know. I'll be the probably first to know. Probably amongst the group. I will be the first to know when the editor's done with it, and uh, we'll probably be setting a date for recording it sometime later this year. Incredible. Um, right, well, that's all the Super Chats then. We did great today, let me tell you. Do you think? Proud of no, we was fine. Whatever. Well, what weeks did would you say we didn't do so great? Uh... Well, it's like uh, winter. Winter, I get sleepy in the winter. Oh, it's, we're we're just, we're getting ready for a real bad stretch of of shows. I think I thought it was delightful. I think we did great. Well, good. Uh, here's a delightful puppy dog. Just to put the cherry on it. A whole dog in this economy. He was brought into my office mid podcast because he had to go to the vet this morning oh is he okay well he seems his usual self in that well, he mostly good. just wants to go back to sleep 
Mm. Also, Urbanum, Tenzwoti, for a quick Norse mythology refresher. Look at that. Oh, there you go. Thanks very much. Were you, I you, know, were you I, big, is that your favorite of the mythologies? Do you have No, I just know a lot about it because I used to really like Neil Gaiman's Sandman books. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, yes. So uh, that'll be it from us. Uh, f- if you want more Yahtzee related content, Zero Punctuation this week, look at that's going out publicly, is on the subject of uh, Viewfinder and My Friendly Neighborhood. It's a double bill of short indie games to encourage people to make more short indie games that are good. Uh, but people, of course, members are getting the Baldur's Gate 3 review, you lucky sods. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you get an extra punctuation on Thursday. Christ, we're spoiling members. Oh my God! And then, uh, and course, you know what they get on? You know what they get on Saturday? Oh yes, the new episode of Adventure is Nigh. God, it's a good week for members, isn't it? You know what they got this morning? What? Stuff of Legends episode four. Oh like yeah, eleven year civilization game. Holy oh, shit! Oh yes, I watched that. That's really good. You good. That's guys who aren't members are missing out. You bunch of suckers have to wait till next week. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got coming up this week? Uh, we got we got new cold take that's out for everyone on uh, early access. I was talking about earlier. It sort of touches on some of the topics we talked about today. Uh, the Sea of Stars doc is available on early access and is going out to everyone. I think Nick said tomorrow or later this week. Uh, we got new design delve on League of Legends. Uh, I don't believe there's going to be a hidden gems later tonight because Casey mm. is still traveling. And I'm going to be out. And it seems like Jesse might not have a second. So possibly no hidden gems, but all the other streams should be on the table. We finished Portal 1. We moved on to Portal. You know, Portal 1, great ending. Portal 2, great beginning. I don't know if anyone's ever said that before. This might be a hot take. Good games. Uh, Did you know that part of the ending for Portal 1 was patched in after the fact? No. What does that mean? I mean, Um, I know what that means, but what? Well, when they realized they were making Portal 2 and they realized how they wanted to start it, then sure. uh, they added a bit to the ending of Portal 1 where after you like wake up like lying on the parking lot, yeah. something something starts dragging you off. Oh. Yeah. Pre- so when the game first came like, out... Oh, she didn't escape. She's getting dragged yeah, back. Yeah, when the game first came out, uh, the game just fades to black after you wake up in the parking lot. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. But, so, but anyway, yes. Oh, apparently we didn't get that part because we played on console. <laughs> I don't uh, even imagine it a console. That's well, hilarious. There's your mistake. Tech class citizens right here. Exactly. What you can't patch it? Xbox can't handle can't handle someone being dragged? Probably not at the time. Ridiculous. Okay, that'll be it from us. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. Everybody. Goodbye.